You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back here on Monday. Um, How's everybody's hangover mentally, physically in the heart and probably liquor induced as well as the 2020 Cleveland Browns season has now officially ended. Uh, Yes, a difficult loss yesterday in Kansas City. Uh, I think probably what makes it so sour is knowing the Chiefs only put up 22 points, knowing you got to a point where Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to be able to finish the game and, uh, you know, still sadly, you know, fell short. Um, I think we're all going to think about Chad Henney and that 13 and a half yard march on third and 14. Uh, That's going to be the one that's going to keep us all up a little bit at night, probably going to keep the work ethic flowing in the building in Berea this off season. Uh, As we always do early in the week, um, there will be no sadly focus on next week, this week, but from PFF, John Costco is here. We're going to go through the offensive side of the ball. We're going to go through the defensive side of the ball. We're going to get some, uh, thoughts on the 2020 season as a whole here from John. John, uh, first things first, you know, we'll go to the offense here to begin with, but, uh, you know, some general thoughts, uh, you know, and I think for everybody, the part that's hurting today, and as much as everybody, oh, hey, uh, we're just happy to be here. Maybe this team's here a year, year early, knowing the only loss by five in Arrowhead. A lot of people seem to change their tune today, like, damn it, you know, and, you know, apparently Joe Woods still needs to be fired and he's not even close to maybe having, you know, 70% of the defense he would like to have. Um, David Njoku apparently still stinks after putting together an incredible season um, as far as, you know, uh, the Browns tight end position. But go ahead, John. Yeah, I think, um, I think everything after the Pittsburgh win was going to be gravy on the top, but like it still doesn't take doesn't like take away from the fact that like it hurts to, to lose in that type of fashion or whatever. And, and, but any, any type of loss in the playoffs is better than a loss that ends your season in the regular season. So, um, and, and unless you're, unless you're picking, going to be picking in the top five and you're looking for a quarterback or something like that, really, really your goal is to be able to make it to the playoffs and then obviously win it. Um, I think yesterday's game kind of showed me, that this is a team that can compete with these guys, but the inexperience of the team shown through, whereas like an experienced team would have been able to capitalize on the opportunities that the Browns had in that game um, because that game was there to be won and they just weren't able to, to do it. And um, it hurts. Obviously it hurts. It's a gut punch and it, you know, it, it sucked right in the moment. And then it, as the night wore on, it got, it got worse. Um, but, you know, I think, I think there's, there's, you know, a lot to be excited about for the future for, for sure with the Cleveland Browns. And, um, you know, it, it starts obviously with this, the staff that the, that's been built here that I think you've got a, a winner in the staff, um, especially, you know, led by Andrew Berry and Kevin Spansky. And then you've got, I think, I think Baker Mayfield has showed over the last 12 games of the season, he can be your franchise quarterback. And, and he played good enough yesterday, in my opinion, to win that game. Um, you know, and you would like to have a little bit better performance, but I think he played good enough. And yeah, I think you, I think you have a winner there, and that's what the the um, that's what you need when moving forward for the franchise for sure. And um, you know, they'll they'll make they'll continue to make some more uh, moves to improve this roster, which is 
you know, what you're able to do in one off season with the staff, it's got to be encouraging. Um, and we talked about this last week. Um, look, Kansas City is now the measuring stick in the AFC. Um, if you want to be regarded as one of the league's best, this is, you know, who you measure yourself against in the AFC. Uh, one thing you saw yesterday, and it's been resonating throughout the season, whether it is on the offensive side of the ball or on the defensive side of the ball, the Browns are lacking speed. Um, and, John, when you go in and you play teams like this, and look, this isn't, you know, not to knock the guys that are necessarily here. Look, you are what you are. And it's not that Jarvis Landry is not a fantastic wide receiver. It's not that Rashard Higgins isn't. It's not that maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones could maybe be some of what you're looking for. Uh, but on the offensive side of the ball, John, when you're just trying to play in a 20-yard box, east and west, it's a really, really difficult game. And it's not that Baker didn't really, really play well this year. But you're you're limiting what you can do. And it's crazy to think that, you know, most of your big plays come on runs. They don't come on, we ran, you know what, we're running the ball down their throats. Now we're going to go a little play action and we're going to hit you for 55 over the top. And that's something that's missing. And look, it, it's, you're always going to need something. Um, but a couple of jackrabbits in the secondary, a couple of jackrabbits on offense, it might be something they need. And it showed yesterday in a game like this in, with the Chiefs, where they can just do anything they want because they got a bunch of guys out there running 4-3. Yeah, um, that, was, that was actually exactly what my dad said in terms of the, they just need to get a lot more speed on the defensive side of the ball. Ooh, uh, I'd like and, to be mentioned with Mr. Costco. Mr. Costco is a really, really smart guy. So this, I'll take that as a compliment. Doctor. Doctor. I'm sorry, doctor. Just to let you know how, how much how smart he is. Just, just don't ask him about time. And that's a different story for another day. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think for this defense is going to get a, an influx of talent, regardless of, of how, what moves you make, because you're going to be getting back with Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams, uh, Andrew Billings is going to be there on, on a defensive line. And then you're going to be adding players and, and the draft and free agency. So, yes, you need a lot more speed, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think you kind of saw it in terms of even when Patrick Mahomes went out in this game, that offense still, I mean, really didn't really miss a beat too much. They, yes, they weren't quite as efficient. And then, you know, Mahomes doesn't make the stupid decision to throw it deep in, into the end zone for that interception. Um, that was a punt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, really dumb decision by by Chad Henney's part, but um, you saw what that offense can be, even with Chad Henney uh, running running the show at that quarterback position, because those that that speed on that team at offense strikes fear into your opponent. So they had to play. The, the, the Browns just didn't have the personnel to be able to match up, so they had to do everything in their power to keep try to keep everything underneath, and they got dinked and dunked on and. And sometimes in that situation, Mahomes gets a little bit impatient, but he was—he would definitely was not impatient in this game. We saw it one, the one time with Chad Henney to get impatient, uh, but then when you start dropping guys to, to back too far, you you give up this big scramble, and you don't have the speed to get up there uh, to to converge on the underneath stuff and uh, quickly enough. So yeah, the, the influx of speed is definitely going to be needed on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. Because yes, I love Richard Higgins as a as a player. And, you know, Jarvis Landry is the, one of the toughest dudes, you know, you can have at that, that wide receiver position. But, man, they've got to be able to get speed from that wide receiver position to be able to create consistent separation underneath and then also stretch the field deep. And they currently don't have have that 
uh, uh, luxury, um, you know, at all because it's teams can close in that box, they can crowd that box, and you're you're relying to, uh, on these shot plays off of coming off of play action that, like you saw in the Tennessee Titans game, where they were able to do it. it but you can't consistently rely on that type of stuff. You got to be able to have just talent to be able to beat uh, talent. You saw it throughout the season where against maybe not, you know, not playoff caliber competition or maybe in some, but maybe that the defense wasn't quite as good that, you know, maybe what you have is enough. But when you go up against the elite teams, in the NFL, Kansas city chiefs being one of them, you need to be able to match with talent. You can't just win with scheme and your quarterback being, you know, being better than theirs when they're, quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, one thing, a couple of takeaways as far as this whole speed discussion, as far as this, um, you know, you saw a couple of times yesterday, you know, the Chiefs are famous for this, you know, basically touch pass that goes for a reception. And when you're doing it with Michael Hardman and you're doing it with Tyreek Hill, they are so fast they're going to get the corner. So now you're talking, it's not a five yard play. It's got the potential to be 15, 20, 25. The Browns tried to run something similar to that yesterday with Jarvis with an option feel to it but he just doesn't have the general foot speed that guys like that do. So it was blown up quicker. Jarvis, to his credit, said, I am just going to eat this because this isn't going anywhere. Um, but, you know, the Chiefs can do this to you all day long. So meanwhile, now you're getting closer and closer to the sidelines. They give you that same motion look, but Mahomes keeps it, and you're getting Travis Kelsey one-on-one, which is going to just absolutely destroy you because there is not a player I've seen with the build – athleticism, size, length. We don't know who the Travis Kelsey defender is yet because um, we haven't seen it in five, six years. I love it long as Kelsey's been killing it. We're going to get to a little bit more with John. We're going to put it to the defensive side of the ball where, look, there are some reinforcements coming for next year, but it doesn't mean it's just those gentlemen and those gentlemen alone. Are we ready for some football? AFC, NFC Championship Sunday. Uh, obviously, uh, I believe a 3.05 and that 6.40 kickoff to get you all primed for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, three football games left in the NFL season, folks. Again, even with the COVID year and all the nerves that we had, it's crazy how fast it goes. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. Me personally, I'm very excited about the Buffalo Chiefs game. Um, hopefully, you know, Patrick Mahomes will be cleared. Um, and we're not going to get into the stuff about his mom and his fiance about what hits are good on a football field and what hits apparently aren't good on a football field. Can't have it both ways, the Mahomes family. Uh, so we'll keep that in mind as we get ready for Sunday. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You guys can bet NHL. You can bet NBA. You can bet college basketball. Just because NFL is coming to an end doesn't mean bet online does. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And of course, while we're mentioning that, check out good friend of the show, your boy Q and Locked On Bets. John, the defensive side of the ball, um, I think you can't truly just say 22 points um, because, you know, Patrick Mahomes did miss about a quarter and a half. And, you know, you have no way that was going to turn out. Um, we know what's good uh, on this defense. Um, John, ironically enough, um, I, I believe there's three linebackers from this team 
it somehow some way ended up grading somewhere near the top 25, which is just staggering. I don't know if that's skewed the way people are putting that out there, but maybe if you want to start with that one. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think having, I think people, when they look at the linebacker position, you know, you look at, um, I think it's maybe skewed by Mac Wilson on the team where Mac Wilson has been one of the worst graded linebackers in the NFL. Um, Phillips was not great as well. This Jacob Phillips, he was not great this as well, here as well. So like you had some spots where it was the, whenever, whenever they, anybody on defense screws up, it's noticed, right? So always the bad play stick out. And a lot of times when you, when you're making a play in coverage or you make a, you know, just make a, you know, what looks like a routine tackle um, paper, people just forget about that type of stuff, but that's a, maybe a positive play for defense. The linebacker core for me is while I'm sure it can be a lot, it can be better. Um, you can always upgrade it at any position. I think it, for in general, it's good. En- it was good enough. And what happens is that you have an, in- you know, interior defensive line that was consistently getting pushed back at the line of scrimmage, which doesn't allow those linebackers to be able to run through free. And it ha- they have to be able to try to defeat blocks uh, from, from, you know, from the offensive tackles or the guards or whatnot. So um, from, you know, from a, are, are these guys good enough to and fast enough to be able to, to keep up with Lamar Jackson's and Tyree kills of the world? No, they are not. Um, and you're, those types of guys are going to get exposed against, you know, the, the elite, elite players in, in the league. Um, but, um, you know, the linebackers, I don't think were an issue in general, uh, for this defense this year, um, where you, you know, lo and behold, actually Mac Wilson in this past game had a 91.8 grade, just on 11 snaps, um, had a couple, you know, had four stops in the game. So, I mean, that's impressive in itself, but, um, you know, I think, I think BJ Goodson is a, He's not a guy you want in coverage. I think they what they did was they find able they were able to find a rotation and a situationally how to play these guys versus just having all right we have our three linebackers out there or we, these are going to be our two linebackers at all times. It's they they're able to rotate him in in certain situations that put him in positions to succeed. I'm not going to say that these guys are you know have like elite talent at that that position, but I think um, throughout the course of the season they they showed that they were pretty dang good. Uh, unfortunately in this past game, Sione Takataki had four missed tackles, or I'm sorry, he had a missed tackle, four tackles. Um, you know, one of those ta- missed tackles is obviously in the first drive of the game, um, which was kind of detrimental. If you were able to make them, you know, make, make that tackle for a loss there, um, you're probably getting them off the field with a field goal. Um, though you know, never a sure thing when it comes to, to being able to stop Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, the linebackers, I, like I said, I'm kind of rambling here, but I think they're okay enough, and it's not a position I would prioritize this offseason. I think with what they want to do on the defensive side of the ball, if they can get the secondary where they would like it, um, they can add either another piece to Olivier Vernon, similar, but yet another one after that. You get a Billings back, and maybe even, you know, there'll be still be some you know, flux. I think the biggest key is, I think if you – asked them, they'd say, this is what we kind of expected from this linebacker room. The problem was, is you were aching at times at the secondary position. I mean, literally aching as opposed, you know, where it's, um, you know, uh, Robert Jackson, congratulations. No, 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 no. You're actually starting, son. 
you're going to play every snap. You're, you're not just going to suit yeah. up. You're not going to cover a punt or two. You're starting. Um, and when you get to those situations, um, you know, fingers crossed, all bets are off. And look, I mean, to the kid's credit, he did the best he could, and he was he was part of the playoff victory in Pittsburgh. Um, but these are not guys that they generally want to be playing. Grant Delpit was greatly missed. Uh, you saw what Ronnie Harrison can be. Carl Joseph, I, I don't know where I'm at. Um, I, I think if they could use him the way they wanted to, I think they'd like to keep Carl Joseph around. Um, the one year, $2 million deal. I, I'm not sure, you know, he's going to go or whatever the deal was. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, it's going to change much for anybody else viewing Carl jo- Joseph as a free agent. Uh, so maybe he's somebody you want to look at, but I think that was the biggest thing. I think the defensive line did a good enough job. I think the linebackers did what was expected, but it was just the difficulty of the secondary. And it certainly didn't help with COVID. It certainly didn't help with Denzel Ward getting injured, um, losing greedy Williams for the entire regular season and fingers crossed for greedy because people I talk to say that the similar, the injury he has with his shoulder could be somewhat similar to uh, spinal stenosis uh, where this could be something that maybe yeah. just doesn't get better. So yeah, that, you know, that would be unfortunate to, for that young man. It, it would because the kid would never essentially then get in a shot. So, and of course though, you're looking at a player who would be a third year, second round player and hopefully would be, you know, in position to blossom. Um, but, you know, well, maybe you never know, but, you know, fingers crossed for Greedy Williams, obviously, hopefully it's back to the road of recovery. But uh, the secondary, John, it, it's just, it, and this is where everybody who's given Joe Woods a hard time, um, and the fact that he spoke at length all this time before we even finally got to camp about secondary play, about wanting to play a lot of safeties, have guys that can run, hit, and, Look, there's not there's about three linebackers in the NFL that can maybe go sideline to sideline with Lamar Jackson. None of them play for the Cleveland Browns. So how do you counteract that? You counteract it with safeties who hopefully at least can match the seat, seat, uh, speed. Yeah. Um, the thing about this game, this game against the Kansas Chiefs, does, any, does anybody remember at all the play of Anthony Hitchens or Ben Neiman or or Damian Wilson? Does nobody does because. Because that secondary is a pretty solid secondary. They, you know, Breland I know got hurt in the game. Fenton didn't play, but still, Lajarius needs a solid player. Taron Matthew, obviously, we know what type of player he is. It's, um, those are the safeties they are looking for. Like literally, like guys who can play like Tyron Matthew, who blow things up at the line of scrimmage, and the next thing you know, can pick you thirty-five yards on the field. Yeah, uh, ex- exactly. You know, like Traverius Ward, solid player. You know, and the, the, when you have solid players in the secondary that aren't aren't major liabilities it makes the entire team better and it always looked like like baker was almost always under pressure because it was like he had to hold the ball on a little bit longer whereas mahomes always looked like he had clean pockets just because of the fact that like he was just able to get the, the, those receivers are always running free and he was able to you know find them really quickly um so it's kind of like a reverse of how the game went last week in terms of being you know being able to get rid of the ball cleanly because of the secondary was a lot better last week for the Browns than it was this week. And when when you have better secondary players, it just makes everybody in the, in the defense look better. And um, so, like, yeah, Denzel Ward didn't have the greatest game. Obviously, you know what happened with uh, the one pass, play, you know, touchdown to, to Travis Kelsey. Um, they actually had a man up I mean, on I Travis. Under, I understand, I understand the, you know, saying, all right, we're going to put our best on their best. But I mean, you know, for for Denzel Ward, that's that's a tough, tough matchup, man. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's just a, it, they didn't have anybody that was going to be able to match up with Travis Kelsey, so they they had to do things where they were switching it up. And the way that the Browns play their cornerbacks in terms of Terrence Mitchell and Denzel Ward is that Denzel Ward is the is a boundary corner. 
Terrence Mitchell is the field corner because that way Ward's cover, covering ability can shine in man-to-man. Terrence Mitchell is not that type of guy. Mitchell can be out in the field playing zone off, uses his instincts and, and his vision to break on passes. Um, and we know that Terrence Mitchell is just, he's just not the, you know, he's, he's an okay corner. I would not, you know, I'd say that if you were to target Terrence Mitchell, he would become a liability. Whereas if you're, you start targeting Der, uh, Denzel Ward, he's not a liability. He can break up, you know, a lot of passes and prevent, you know, basically 50% of the capacity from being caught. So, um, the way they, they did it. So like the Kansas Chiefs knew this going into the game so they could, they could have their, their formations and, and how their personnel go out there to, to be able to avoid Denzel Ward um, and attack what was weakness for the Browns, which is their slot cornerback position in MJ Stewart. Obviously the penultimate, you know, the, the final play of the game or the penultimate play of the game before the kneel down was Tyreek Hill just roasting MJ Stewart right off the line of scrimmage and being open in the flat. There's a number of times in this game that MJ Stewart. Forty on four six forty. I'm going to beat you to the spot. There's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. And when you know when when you have that type of limit, you know limit limit. You have that limit on, on the defensive secondary and those liabilities across the board. There's really not much you can do, and that's why you know yes, Grant Delpit. You know Grant Delpit is going to be a major boost to the secondary. But they have more work to do because you have to you have to get that depth better. You have to get the, the slot cornerback better. Who knows? Like you said, talking about with greedy wins, he might not ever come back. You can't rely on that type of stuff. And to be honest, I wasn't huge on him coming out. I, he has the talent, but he's it's not like as if he showed that he was this elite shutdown type cornerback in in college or as a rookie. Um, so you can't just rely on maybe this guy having a, a third year boost when he's just been hurt all the time. So I think. You know, you, you also see it with Denzel Ward. He's been hurt a number of times for his career. You have to just build that depth. And this is something that we, t- we I've talked about at nauseum about the coverage, you know, how much you have to invest into that secondary because any you know, these types of guys, these are, these are twitchy, um, you know, fast twitch muscle fiber guys that can pull something like that. This is as soon as, you know, just on a dime, trying to cut on a dime because there's, they're so loaded up with muscle and, 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 you know, maybe not the most flexible guys when they need to be, and that's that's how you pull pull muscles. So you need to be able to have, uh, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, and just lock, a lot of contingency options, you know, just uh, in case these guys go down. And though I, I'm pretty confident that Andrew Barry is going to, you know, continue to bolster this secondary, but I I think this is a, um, you know, good good draft and a good free agency, you know, opening for for two be able to do that. Uh, no question about it, John. And, you know, these are talks we're going to get into uh, sooner than we wanted to. We're going to get through this week, uh, you know, give you lots of coverage. And it's weird to say, but, yeah, we'll be uh, transitioning. Um, and I really haven't thought about the off-season rotation yet, um, as opposed to years past where we were in the off-season rotation come November. So it's going to be new. <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit different here uh, on Lockdown Browns with your off-season coverage. But, you know, as much as yesterday stings, we still got a job to do. And, of course, we are going to do it. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes, Fiat, Kia, and models, Pacifica, XT5, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless 
or seemingly intimidating questions is your Odyssey in LX or an EX or an SX and wait while the counterman orders the parts on a computer similar to what you can do because you have a phone and access to the internet and you can get to rockauto.com. <clears throat> Sorry, a little frog in the throat. Rockauto.com is a family business serving Auto Plus customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their where did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. We are now officially into the offseason, everybody. Um, make sure to check out Locked On NFL Draft. I'm sure they're going to have you covered with all the news, um, which looks like the NFL Combine may not go down this year. Um, there might be a lot of orphan children in Indianapolis who don't get to see their dads in uh, late, uh, I'm sorry, in February, like they normally did in years past with no NFL scouting combine. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, huge convention um, that everybody in the community looks forward to. But look, you know, safety over everything else. That's all that matters right now. We're damn near a calendar year into this. It needs to end at this point. John, um, the season as a whole, um, we've, you know, this has been something, you know, John, for you yet, you know, haven't experienced, you know, since being very young as a child, you know, success like this for this team. Um, we've all had the right words. We've all said the right recipes. You know, this is what needs to be done. You need to find unity. And we've tried to scream it into existence. And sadly, it didn't happen. But with where this franchise is now, with the roster, um, yes, there's going to be tinkering. There's going to be moves that come along with it. Um, after a, a, a long time, um, we're not we're not just aggravated with this team as the season ends. We're excited about the future. We're excited about where it's headed. There are stars on this team. There are places like the offensive line where we have zero concern going further. And it's not just with the starters. It's the fact that you have coaches that can say, I don't know what the hell your name is, 62. But get out there and go play left tackle because I need somebody to do it right now. I hope you paid attention to the meetings, right? All right. Well, we told you what you need to do. Now go do it. Um, so just to see where this franchise is at. And for this, it's almost kind of going to be like, a, you know, we need a little of this. If we could get a big name there, a little of that. And you're going to mix it in with what got this team to where they were this year. Now you're talking, you know, hey, maybe it's not going to the AFC championship game in 2021. Hell, maybe it's hosting it. Yeah, um, you know, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but like this, this, this coaching staff, I think, is you've got a really a real winner in terms of Kevin Stefanski leading this team. Did he make mistakes over the course of the season in terms of his decision call, uh, making and and especially in this past game? Yeah, absolutely. But he's a rookie head coach uh, that took a, a, a franchise that hasn't been to the playoffs in eighteen years to the playoffs and won a game against your your ultimate division rival. So. Um, the, the leadership that this team ha currently has now uh, just says a lot of good things about the future of the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, we, there's a lot of things that we talk about, you know, at, at PFF that you and I have talked about over the years about how to build a team and what types of moves to do. And, and just in general, of, you know, things that we, we would always just 
you'd be pounding our head on a table about what this team had been doing. And now they're, they're making, you know, all these good decisions for the most part. Um, and that's what I think matters. And you have a, you have an analytically driven front office um, that also knows how to, to evaluate, not just like from an analytical standpoint, but from an actual talent standpoint and recognizing what type of, what types of players this coaching staff is going to need to um, and how, not, just not even from a talent standpoint, from a personality standpoint, how are they going to fit in with the, the culture that's here and, um, and, and all that stuff. So it's, it's really, you know, they've really got it, it good right now. And I think for sure with, with a handful of just proper free agent acquisitions, hell, maybe go get Will Fuller as your stretch wide receiver. I don't know if that, in, you know, maybe that uh, is uh, exciting to some people. Um, that type of speed though would help on that offensive side of the ball. You know, you're talking about just making a few moves here and there, and this team is not that far away from, like you said, hosting an AFC championship game and going to the Super Bowl. They, they are that close, especially if you have a quarterback that's playing at the level that Baker Mayfield did for the last 12 games of the season, including the playoffs. So he's, he's a guy that, and it all, it all rests on Baker Mayfield's shoulders at this point. I think, I think if, if, the team is going to go as far as he can lead them and everything else, you know, you're talking about the coaching staff and the front office that I think is, is you are, the Browns are set there. That is awesome. Baker Mayfield still has to prove it out on the field at a consistently. Then if he can still do what he did over these last 12 games throughout the rest of his career, Browns are going to be competing for that Super Bowl title for a decade here. So it is uh, exciting times. It's unfortunate this way the season ended, um, but, uh, it is only, I think the, the future is definitely bright. Well, and, um, you know, coach Stefanski speaking today, you know, and speaking on Baker, um, yeah, I think he's very excited to not have to learn another offense this off season. So, you know, that sheds some light on it. And now year two more comfortable where maybe Baker can now actually have a little bit more, you know, influence and understanding when everything's put together and, you know, hopefully sky's still limit there, John. Dream acquisition. You mentioned Will Fuller, but maybe we can do a little better. Dream acquisition that can maybe be available, free agency, whatever it may be. Who's a player that you think could come right in here and the Browns could significantly, significantly use said player's abilities? Free agent. Free agent, you're probably looking at... I don't know, Justin Simmons, maybe. I think that would be a really good dream. Dream is hard. Dream is really hard because I can just look at players and I go, this guy would really help them. Um, But in terms of like, man, I just, I got to go. He's somebody they've had their eyes on already. He is somebody that they've had their eyes on, but like a Justin Simmons would be so good. Justin Simmons, Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Justin no, Simmons is like, a, don't pay me. Don't pay me. I'm good. I, you don't even have to pay me to do this job now. He he's a guy that um with top graded safety a couple years ago is top he's top ten you know two straight years in a row in PFF grades. Um is I mean he's 27 years old right now. He's a guy that could come in there, learn the system, and also Joe Woods, I think believe he worked with him for a season. Yes. Um you know, back in what, 2016. So um, maybe 2017. So this is a guy he has familiar with familiarity with. And, and I think he would be able to come in there day one and 
to just basically help shore that that secondary up. Bring in, I mean, you've got yeah, like you said, Ronnie Harris and Justin Simmons and Grant Delpit. That's a that is exactly what Joe Woods wants. So yeah, why not? Why not? Let's go with that as a dream one. Yeah, I might have to fan myself a little bit on that one. Um, yeah, you want to talk about dreams. That's it. It's perfect because it makes sense every way. And obviously, the Browns have had interest to this point. Um, you know, John will be on during the offseason. You know, we'll talk about prospective free agents um, when they're, you know, beforehand. We'll talk when they're signed, um, obviously leading up to the draft. Um, John, as I said to Pete last night, uh, I want to thank you um, for your time this year. I appreciate uh, John's going to have something he's going to need to jump in here. John's going to jump in here one second, and I'm not going to cut you off just yet. But um, for the way this the show went this year, um, and as we continue to reach new heights, uh, you've been a part of this now for a while. Um, Again, thank you. Um, Our talks are different than my talks with Pete. Um, And John and I, a lot of it is before and after, um, as we're both fathers, and things are a little bit different for us. Um, But the growth of the show, obviously the success of this team helped as well. But you continue. um, Everybody looks forward to it. these episodes always do great numbers. I want to thank you for that. But of course, now, John, I know you had something to get off your chest. So jump in there, big guy. No, I, so it's been a pleasure, obviously, been, being on with you this year. Uh, it's it's fun to do these shows with a, a winning team. So, um, you know, I, I it's funny it's to say, a- hey, so and so had a 23.1 grade yesterday. And we still won by 17. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are good days. Instead, instead of trying to find the the one or two bright spots on a, in a game, right? Um, Blind squirrel, yeah, find a nut type of thing. Yes. Yeah. So I had I wanted to say one other draft, maybe a draft dream that I have right now, and that's Kadarius Tony, wide receiver oh, from Florida. So I just quicker than a hiccup, and he's never. I will tell you right now, in his neighborhood, he was never. It when they played tag ever, not once in his life. Dude is you. You want a guy that to be able to have. He doesn't have speed like Tyreek Hill, but he has maybe the speed of Percy Harvin and the moves that Tyreek Hill can do. That's the and type of one thing. That um, now, when is. you see all this draft coverage this year going along this line, and everybody says, "Oh, that's a Chiefs wide receiver," that's somebody you want to watch. Those are that's the type that you want here. You need that. Oh my God, the guy's sweating bullets because that guy may have the ball. And not only can he embarrass me, he can run past me like a 50 mile an hour win. So those are, you know, kind of a little bit of a toy you're looking for. Um, John Costco, senior analysis, PFF, uh, does an incredible job. Um, He'll be working, obviously, with AFC uh, and uh, AFC championship game coverage, NFC championship game coverage. So be on the lookout for that. Obviously, there will be the end of the year Brown stuff coming from PFF Browns. Um, <clears throat> so again, make sure you're looking for that at John Costco three on Twitter. The show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review to Lockdown Browns. We'll continue to kick butt, give you guys the greatest coverage we can uh, as we now shift, sadly, to off-season mode. Uh, but appreciate you all for a, a hell of a ride. Um, and, look, even though Brown's Twitter can still find any reason to argue, um, it's definitely been a little bit less this year as everybody's been a little bit more excited to, uh, you know, Tuesday morning to find a way to get through your crappy week just to get to Sunday because you felt the Browns actually had a chance to win, not just maybe compete for a half or a quarter or hopefully just don't get embarrassed. It's a winning franchise now, folks. Get used to it.
This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.